Hello and welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Royce. With me, as always, my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Kath, how you doing today? I'm good, Pat. I'm good. Um, we are recording this on the Friday of 4th of July weekend. Yeah. And uh, I, has, as has been established on this podcast as well as on my other podcast, I live in the movie In the Heights. So <laughs> it's already like very loud outside my apartment most of the time. And today it is popping off out there. It is, uh, it is wild. So listeners, if you hear some stuff in the background, um, that's just America, baby. That's yeah. People celebrating. So. Yeah, and if the sound of freedom turns you off, you know what? Then turn us off. Turn the headphones <laughs> and, and go outside and learn something. That's what I'd recommend. Right. I mean, like, if it bothers you, I'm sorry. I'm not about to go outside and go, excuse me, can you keep yeah. it down? I'm recording a podcast because yeah. <laughs> I think my I think no jury would convict my neighbors for uh, yeah. driving me to the city limits and throwing me off the back of a pickup truck and leaving. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I did a podcast one time and... Um, the, the podcast host uh, informed her partner to go downstairs and give a card that had pre-written in English and Spanish. Hey, I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> like, oh could you? Yeah. <laughs> That's like, that is simultaneously really smart and something I could never, ever do. Like, I would never do it. I am, yeah, I am yeah, th- too ashamed. I will just, never do that. <laughs> just the other day when we had like, we had a bunch of uh, last minute technical difficulties recording one of our, uh, our Patreon episodes on that day, when I got back from handling, from getting the little part that I needed, as soon as I walked back in, the neighbors were like blaring. It wasn't the neighbors, it was the builders next door that were working on the neighbor's house. They were blaring Tejano music and like our house is cheaply built and it's just like like echoes right through the walls. And luckily, uh, Jake's room is a former garage and the drywall is a little thicker so you like the sound doesn't <laughs> get in. And so, like, but yeah, but like, I was like, I was about to be like, hey, Catherine, there's nothing I can do about this because I am not about to walk up to a job site and go, hey, guys, could you turn it down <laughs> a little bit? Like, <laughs> I know you're doing manual labor in a hundred degree heat, but could you please stop doing the one thing that makes this job yeah. slightly bearable, yeah. please? Like, <laughs> yeah, and then like my, yeah, I was like, no, no, I get it, man. I get it. I, I used to do this stuff too, you know, like it just... <laughs> Yeah, Can you not. keep it down? I need to express myself, please. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> hey, no, there's buddy, no I'm way. Do, yeah, I'm doing art in here, so, you know, <laughs> if you could just go ahead and uh, keep it down. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah, there's certain part th- things that are happening. I'm not going to say, like, I'm not assertive. Like, if somebody's being an asshole to me, like, you know, I can take care of that. But, like, I'm never going to, like, very rarely it's like, hey, could you guys stop, you know, enjoying yourself so I can do something here? Right, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna try to... Uh, keep my my podcasting activities uh secret yeah yeah <laughs> except yeah. To, you know except to you lovely listeners so yeah the downside of telling people to keep it down so you can record a podcast is now they know you record a podcast and like exactly. there's no living that down yeah and that's like you think that's gonna make them be quieter you are yeah, incorrect yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they know that all they have to do to ruin your livelihood is just talk loudly <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's gives such an upper hand on you. Okay, well, uh, I'm trying to, I'm racking my brain for a segue into our our topic today. Yeah, it's going to be rough because it's it's, it's, it's a long stretch. I guess, no, you know, I think I have it. We were Uh, were talking about America, and this is a thoroughly American scam. I will say that. There you uh, go. There you go. Yeah, baby. 
the specifics of this are like just designed to work gangbusters on Americans. So if you want to feel patriotic today, <laughs> this, yeah. this might be your way. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I am, uh, listeners obviously don't know this, but I am decked head to toe in American flag clothing. Of course. Uh, yeah. That's and not just, just American normal... flag themed clothing. This is clothing that I made from personally destroying an American flag and restitching it into a jumpsuit. Which weirdly, like, hyper patriotic Americans are fine with. I don't know why yeah. that's okay. Like, <laughs> but you know, if you accidentally drop it on the ground, like, you should go to jail. But if you, yeah, make, yeah. If you rip it up and make clothes out of it, it's fine. Don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I grew up in a military family. And yeah, so many, just, you know, one thing was like, fine. yeah, like, yeah, you can literally make it your shower curtain, but please, you know, please don't criticize it, like, you know, in a, in a meaningful way. Right, right. But anyway, uh, today we are talking about uh, the Iraqi dinar scam. Pat, do you have any familiarity with this? Uh, no, <laughs> I, I, I do want to say I, I remember reading some news stories about like, like currency scams during like the fall of Iraq after the war. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and is, is that somewhere about like where we're, where we're landing with that? Yeah, I mean that that might be sort of the nascent uh, version of this because this this thing has sort of metastasized, but that is like kind of how it started. Okay. So, I mean, I know you're it, you're like grew up in a military family, and I think some of this started with people who were connected to the military, if not in the yeah. military themselves. So, well, I had a my when I lived on my own when I was like like. I don't know, like, like late teens, early 20s, and like me and like seven of my friends had a house together for a mm-hmm. few years. Um, somebody's brother came back from Iraq and had like a ton of like a worthless Iraqi paper money. Yeah. And yep. we we said we would spend hours just like getting stoned and making little talk boxes coming out of Saddam's head saying all sorts of wacky shit. And <laughs> uh, and, and like my the door to my room was covered in like 40 grand of like Iraqi paper money and it was all yeah, it was all just like Saddam among other stupid stickers and stuff but it's Saddam saying like USA or whatever just whatever with dumb shit I could make him stay with a talk box so nice yeah so you it sounds like your roommate maybe got uh got swindled by the first version of the scam um, yeah well I think a lot of them just soldiers coming home and being like yeah I got a handful of this weird ass paper money here you go little brother you can have that to have fun with Right. And that and that might have been like maybe the start of this, but it it has since gone into uh, into new territory. So basically, uh, for anybody who doesn't know sort of the basics of of how this sort of currency trading works, there is a foreign exchange market, which is like a decentralized uh, market index that determines foreign exchange rates for every currency. So, um, and that rate is called the Forex rate, the foreign exchange market Forex, the Forex rate. Yeah. It's and like triple X, but it's even dirtier. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's Vin Diesel's twin is Forex. Yeah. Ooh, I saw F9 last night and there does not need to be two of that guy walking around. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, the way this works, the Iraqi dinar has a very low Forex rate, um, for example, like one given in, in this article I read was like, for example, if the Iraqi dinar forex rate is one thousand one hundred and sixty Iraqi dinar per U.S. dollar, if you then invest a thousand dollars in Iraqi dinars, uh, you would get one point one six million Iraqi dinars, and then you hope that that forex rate changes and Iraqi dinars become more valuable, and then that money that you bought for a thousand dollars is now worth you know, $10,000, $100,000. Yeah, yeah. So that is, like, basically how people d- 
do this, like invest in currency. Although investing in currency is sort of not a real investment, which we'll talk about. It's like, it's kind <laughs> of know, in I, itself I, crooked. A lot of Musk has told me like, a wildly different thing, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crypto is like kind of a version of this, honestly. I think like yeah. crypto maybe makes this more understandable to people because this idea of like, you're, you're waiting for an exchange rate to change as opposed to waiting for something to generate profit. It's like a different. Yeah. yeah. I've really gr- grown up on the military base in Germany. This was when they still use marks and not euros. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like, like a really common thing to um, just walk to the exchange, the exchange place on Fort Hood and or Fort Hood. I'm sorry, but on Pioneer uh, Base, and go on there. Yeah, you just like trade like marks and dollars, dollars into marks, and like the daily exchange rate was like usually posted at most businesses because there was mm-hmm. such a strong like military presence, spending mm-hmm. dollars and stuff. And so yeah, it was like for somewhat familiar with that part as a kid. Uh, I don't know with cryptocurrency. I think the major drawback with that is you can't draw on it. So like I, I can't, you know, I can't make it say funny stuff like I can say with a dinar. So that's just exactly. How I yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't. I, you can't print out a Doge coin and make the Doge say cute stuff. That's yeah. Not, <laughs> that's not how it works, unfortunately. Um, but yeah. So uh, like the idea around this whole thing is that the Iraqi dinar is going to somehow appreciate in value, and it's the idea is that it would be, you know, it would appreciate in value quite a bit. So if you had invested a thousand dollars in 1.16 million Iraqi dinars, and then all of a sudden the Iraqi dinar equals $1, you now have $1.16 million. So, like, yep. that's kind of how this works. Yeah, and, and when you look at Iraq, historically things are only getting better over there, you know? So like, that's, Well, that is what is, like, so crazy about this, is that this whole scam is so tied in with American propaganda about Iraq. Because, yeah. like, it's kind of started in the two, in the early 2010s, like, late 2000s. And it was, like, amid all of these news stories about Iraq's developing economy. So everybody's like, you know, Iraq's getting better. The, the, this money's going to appreciate in value. And then there's this other part of it where pr- before the Gulf War, dinars were worth a lot more money. The dinar was really yeah. strong. So um, pre-Gulf War, they, a dinar was worth like over $3. And so part of this is not even necessarily that Iraq's economy is developing. It's that the dinar, they're going to like revert the dinar to being worth that much money again, which is insane because the reason that the dinar isn't worth that anymore is because of U.S. sanctions. Like, yeah. we completely destroyed their economy, and that's why the dinar isn't worth anything. <laughs> yeah. and, and I bet that plays into, like, they definitely, like, pitching that to, like, again, you said it's a, right, it's a great, greatly American scam, is pitching that to somebody, then being like, oh, hey, but don't, you know, we're there now. Like, it's like so we're, yeah, we're turning exactly. it around over there. Like, oh, yeah, we're there. Well, it's like, yeah, we've been there, and that's why it's all fucked up. Like, that's why it's bad. Yeah, exactly. And, like, and also the dinar was set arbitrarily before the Gulf War anyway. Like, Saddam yeah. Hussein's regime was just like, it's worth this much. Surprise. Like, yeah. it, wasn't really pe- <laughs> it wasn't really pegged to anything. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, it was just like his election wins and shit. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so like it's it's not like Iraq was like doing incredibly uh, and that's yeah. why the dinar was worth that much. It was also I mean, granted, yes, it was absolutely doing much better <laughs> before yeah. the Gulf War, but it's also because of this autocratic regime. So I, I know that people that live in dictatorships, obviously, they're, they're, they're humans, they're, you know, intelligent, creative, cunning people. Uh, at, but you always hear these stories about how 
the population believes their leader is like a superhero. And I know that's mm-hmm. probably a lot of that is like, like, you know, pro- U.S. propaganda uh, about them. But I, I know that there has to be like a kernel of truth there. And that is such a funny psyche to explore, like where it's just this guy who's living in abject poverty and he's just like, man, my the guy who runs my country can jump tall buildings in a single bound and he made our dollar be worth five American dollars. Like, what a guy. You know, like, and it's, I mean, the, the, you don't need to go to another country to find that. There are literally people who think Trump is a light worker. They think oh, he's a yeah. spiritual leader. Like, yeah, yeah, that, no, yeah. You don't need to go anywhere else. Yeah, that does happen here, yeah. There you go. I just want to travel. I just want to be people who think a different leader is. Yeah, I want to see different idiots, man. I want to just, you know, like, I want to get a taste (laughs) of that flavor globally. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, also, like, the the Middle East is interesting because, and I'm I'm speaking way out of my depth here, but like, a lot of these, um, like, oil countries, like in the in the Gulf and stuff. They like they're run by a royal family. They're like totally autocratic, but also they have so much money that like people don't need to pay taxes. Like it's all like there's so much stuff provided for you that it's like, all right, well, if I have to worship this guy and I'm not, you know, an oppressed minority, my life is pretty good. Like that's a decent trade off. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, if I'm I not one that. of the people that has been brought over to do slave labor or like, yeah. you know, a, a person who is subject to like human rights abuses because I'm a woman or gay or something like yeah, your life yeah. isn't that bad. So Yeah, yeah. That, that, I guess that, that's the thing. You know, they, they, they make it, you know, livable for the right people. Um, <laughs> I, I, when I, I think of those like royal families that run like just resource rich countries like that, I know like a lot of them get to get like a monthly stipend for being alive. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, like, I, I might have mentioned on the show before, and a lot of them, like, flip them into businesses, and, like, you know, they become, you know, billionaires and millionaires in their own right, and I just want to meet, like, the handful of, like, Iraqi, prin- or, Sada- or, like, Saudi princes who just, like, go paycheck to paycheck on their 45 grand a month, like, and they're just... Yeah, man. <laughs> by the end they're of the week... They're out there. Yeah, yeah, I want to meet those guys. Just by the, by, like, the 26th, 27th, 28th, they're flat broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, making you Venmo the money to Venmo it right back, yeah, all yeah. that shit. <laughs> Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Then will be fifteen grand, and then I'll then right back to you, and then you have the fifteen grand. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I I don't think Iraq was quite like that, but it it you know, basically the the point is people harken back to this pre-Gulf War thing, yeah. even though it's not ever coming back. That is not based in reality whatsoever. Um, yeah. But that so that's when this sort of ramped up, and that's when um, people started buying dinars. So. As I said, this is not technically a, like, sanctioned form of investing. This is not how people actually are supposed to invest. Um, Technically, selling currency as an investment opportunity is illegal um, without (laughs) the right... You need the right, like, securities registration. You need to, like, work with the SEC and stuff. I guarantee that that makes, again, makes it, like like uh, appealing to some certain brand of idiot who's like what's that it's illegal and not recommended well then it's probably the best thing i can do because yeah, that's what they don't want me doing yeah it's just, there's some right, idiot exactly. out there who they, that they, was it's too some, good of an idea they don't yeah, yeah 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 some sigma male out there just flying on adderall just like yeah yeah it's, i'll do that so technically though you can sell hard currency for its value so like if you you can sell it as like a collector's item 
Um, no. Which is how this usually works with these dinar scams is they physically send you money. You're not investing in an economy or anything. You are literally exchanging your dollars for Iraqi dinar. They FedEx you like a box of Iraqi dinars and um, that, you know, then you're selling collectibles. So that's one way they get around it. Um, You can also register as a licensed foreign currency trader as as a money service business which again is different than an investment opportunity that's more like an msb is who you would go to if you were traveling to iraq and you wanted to exchange some money so neither one of those things technically really cover what the scam is about but these businesses kind of operate in a gray area um so like a real money service business will not market this as an investment, but these dinar dealers do. They're yeah, like, yeah. get in on the ground floor. This is about to be worth tons and tons of money. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Send us some money, plus, of course, a small fee, and yeah, we will yeah. send you a racket. At dinars. any point in the near future, these dollars are going to be worth the paper they're printed on, and you're going to want to be around for that, Buster. <laughs> exactly. And uh, you can even go on Amazon and find... Uh, Iraqi dinar banknotes for sale. Hell yeah, um, you can go bankrupt without even leaving your house. Like, look at this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I think capitalism's good. That's just me. <laughs> the the subject, uh, like the the t- the title of the thing for sale is crazy too, because it's like uncirculated in all caps, certified UNC. <laughs> don't know what that means. Like all this stuff. Uh, uncirculated, clearly, yeah, yeah, no, no, no <laughs> uncirculated. No Iraqi has ever touched this. Yeah, <laughs> like, don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Mr. And Mrs. Jones, who are retirees in Florida, don't worry. This is you won't even worry about touching that kind of money. Right, exactly. Don't not uh, not a single non-white person has even yeah. looked at this money. Yeah. Don't worry. And how about would it. uncirculated? It's not baseball cards. It's not like I would actually <laughs> like to think that this like this currency has been circulated like. Somebody's taken this before, you know. Like I would like to to know right. it has a track record out there. I need to know this has been accepted somewhere as currency. Like, yeah, who yeah, knows yeah. what it's, I'm getting? <laughs> it's the same reason, like I decry the whole like seventy two virgins for a terrorist thing. I'm like, I don't know if I want that, you know. It could be seventy two girls who ha- have had some fun, you know. Like that's what right, I think right. would be the harder sell point, but that's just me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. Um, the, the, this was kind of how this all started, but this whole scam really took on greater life um, after Trump, um, not even necessarily after his election, but just after he became a, a like political figure who was running. Yeah. Um, there were rumors that Trump had personally invested in the dinar and like that if you Google stuff, like there's a lot of hoax articles about how he has dinar investments. He does not. Um, <laughs> there's like... Uh, there's this press conference from 2017 that people who have invested money in dinars always point to as evidence that Trump was going to revalue the dinar, which people who are invested in this call that uh, an RV, they're like waiting for the RV. And it's like, it honestly is like an apocalyptic cult. Like they're waiting for the the miracle to happen, you know, like they're all, they're all putting their Nikes on. Like it's very that, you know, (laughs) I want to know, like, if, if this would be just gold. If it was like, like yeah, he's gonna he's gonna re, you know, uh, recalibrate the dinar, and he was just talking about like going to a twenty four hour diner or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, oh yeah, I euphemism. love going to diners. Diners are very good. <laughs> so um, the the pre- press conference, he said that quote, all currencies will soon be on a level playing field, which is just like 
a classic total nonsense Trump phrase. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, that, that is vintage Trump. That's just like, like, <laughs> damn. That's like, like, it's like a, when a show is like in its like third, fourth season, like really hitting its stride with the writing. <laughs> right, like level playing field. That doesn't mean anything. Like that yeah. is so vague. It, it sounds good. I mean, like you know, like, sure. like, yeah, I can see, I can see if I, I yeah, be like hear that. Like, oh, okay, yeah, good. I'm glad they got that under control. So. What Trump was actually referring to here, in the sense that he was referring to anything, which is like not, yeah. you know, <laughs> thin, um, he was talking about trade imbalances with China. But this little clip of this speech about all currencies being on a level playing field went around with the dinar people, and they're like, he's going to revalue the dinar. Like, yeah. we have enough people, we, like, we basically run Iraq right now, so we have the ability to do this, and like, he is going to make this happen. Yeah, so it's almost like there's like a, like a QAnon level of like... Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. And there is a lot of overlap between QAnon people and Dinar people. It's, yeah. And, and I is, think that... That is ahead. insane just to be like, like that's like where... Like imagine hearing that news from a loved one. Like they're... Not only are they caught up in QAnon, but then they got caught up in like the investment wing of QAnon, which is like the Dinars. Right. And like, like how do you pull someone back from that's insane. Yeah, I mean, that's what's, like, so kind of tricky about QAnon for a lot of people is that there isn't really, like, a profit center in it. Like, yeah. it is it is not a cult or a scam that has – because it's kind of leaderless and there's no – no one is selling anything. It's, like, a weird classification of sort of brain disease that you can have. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the Dinar stuff getting looped in is, like – oh, if we can attach our scam to this scam, we can make a lot of money. And that yeah. like idea of that Trump is this almost kind of mythical figure who has all of these powers is yeah. really appealing to those people. Oh, and God, that, that's, that's what a bleak, just like a bla landscape to think about where it's like the, just the, the fascination that for five or six years now, the political scene people have had with this man, Donald Trump. And just that, that like it, creates like a whirlwind of energy that you can just kind of like siphon a little line into and pull out of. And, and like, it's like a pulse that people can, can manipulate and monetize. Just like, like that's, yeah, ooh, that's scary, man. <laughs> like, it's very frightening. Like I really cute QAnon is like, just, it's like a prion disease. It just like yeah. eats your brain. And yeah, and, 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 now and like, yeah, all, like it's you have you are just sort of a willing subject to all of this stuff, and it's this QAnon podcast I listen to a lot. Uh, QAnon Anonymous calls it a big tent conspiracy theory. Like there's yeah. room for everybody. Like whatever yeah, yeah, weird thing you it. believe in. Yeah, it, and because like of that, it's so profitable. You know. Yeah, it's it's like when you have like an industry like you know like drugs for example. If like there's like a you know. A, a central guy that's like selling drugs. The people around him are getting money. You know, like like just like you know, you, there's just money. Like I got there's energy coming out of that. People can just tap into it. It's uh, it's wild. Right. Man. Yeah. And and just drain it. And that's yeah. yeah. That's kind of what these dinar people fell into. So it's hard to say how many Americans are actually invested in dinar, but there have been um, a series of uh, people arrested for dinar scams and like those valuations come out when they're arrested and sometimes this is like millions of dollars like jesus there, there are a lot of people with a lot of money tied up into this and if you in the peak of um like when trump was president and tweeting all the time if you looked through his replies there were tons of people tweeting at uh trump and at like various iraqi government officials 
saying like when are you gonna rv the dinar like when is it happening like mr trump <sighs> mr trump like See, so grim those idiots thought they really had like their boy in office who they could just yeah. call on for almost like a personal favor like he, he it was like he had their ears people who were like hey if we raise enough money trump will build us the wall like that's ever how the government's worked you know and right. like i can just see them with like completely pure hopes and intentions like well, let me go tweet donald real quick and see about the dinar like you know because he's there for me personally like right it's it is almost like he is the divine figure to these people like you yeah. said about how people treat leaders in autocratic fascist countries it's yeah. the same it's like tr trump is not only like keeping all of us safe i he is my friend he will listen yeah. to me specifically yeah. if i if i send him prayers in the form yeah. of a tweet <laughs> reply like it's yeah. fucking wild. A, a girl in my seventh grade class wrote an essay, like a fictional story we had to read out loud in front of a class, and it was about her hanging out with all the Backstreet Boys, like they were her friends. And like, it just always kind of stuck with me. It's just funny. And like, it runs, that's how people view Trump. Like, it's just like, like the monotone girl, like, and then me and Donald hung out in the Oval Office, and Mike <laughs> Pence was there, and it was fun, and there was music. And like, that's what it just reminds <laughs> me of when I hear them talk about him. Yeah, I mean, um, and these people, like we said, they treat him almost like a divine figure. Well, another part of this dinar scam that really hooked Trump supporters had to do with a, a quote-unquote prophet, a, um, a South African New Age Christian prophet named Kim Clement, who um, his followers believed that he correctly predicted Trump's election. And, like, that was, you know, kind of a long shot when it happened. So people yeah. were like, oh, this guy can see the future, you know? Which is like, I mean, there were only two people running. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, it's still 50-50. Like. Right. Like, yeah, it was a long shot, but, like, it was yeah. literally going to be either him or the other one. So, like. Yeah, they got an, yeah, they got an octopus at a zoo in Edinburgh who can pick soccer winners, you know? Right. Like, they're out there, man. Like. <laughs> yeah. So, but people really latched onto this, and Kim Clement said when Trump got elected that the, he was going to revalue the dinar. So, like, a lot of people just fully went went in with this guy and this guy was selling dinars like just a complete scammer he died a few years ago and uh good i i will <laughs> say god bless him in the su in the southern sense i will say that yeah yeah bless his heart you know so um yeah like they increasingly make trump central to this whole plan like through kim clement the prophesizer like he they all put trump in the center of this which again lines up perfectly with QAnon stuff and also yeah. like QAnon stuff. Like the interesting thing about the Dinar thing and QAnon is that they're both like kind of optimistic conspiracy theories in the sense where like the message they gave to people in the sort of height of their popularity was don't worry. All the good things we're telling you are about to happen. Man, you just yeah. have to sit back and watch. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Just sit back and wait for the storm or whatever the fuck. Yeah, like, Right, yeah, and, and that's what, how what the dinar thing was. Man, and that's just like a that's just like a cult. Like successful cults sell people on the on, uh, yeah on like on like a day of right. It's almost like like uh, they it's like a, a a trademark of a cult. It's like where you're gonna be working towards something and it's gonna be good. And when you get there, it's gonna be worth it. Like the miracle is just around the corner. It's yeah, all of this will be proven right. Just you know, yeah, tomorrow, the next day, the next day, like that kind of thing. 
Um, but it's like it's like the good news is here. You can ignore reality, which is terrible, and just focus on this future yeah. that is so wonderful. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what's going on here. It's a matter of matter of fact. You know, like you know, you make it a little worse. Shit. You know, like it reminds <laughs> yeah. of those like those outcry in the barrio pamphlets that you see like in the hood, where it's just like, mm-hmm. uh, like yeah, it just reminds of that. It's like everything's just bad, and like but like don't worry, like Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, and that really, like, becomes true with these Dinar people. Like, they take it on as an identity. Like, they they call themselves Dinarians. There are forums, like, Dinar Detective, that, uh, <laughs> like, dissect everything and, and like, God. how the news is going to affect the value of the Dinar. Like, it, it's like a whole community of yeah. people. Yeah. I, I bet it's some of the worst made websites in the world. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> yeah. Some real rickety HTML on these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rickety, yeah, rickety, that's exactly it. <laughs> so, um, like, on some of these forums, you have to post pictures of your dinars to, like, verify that you're you're one of um, them, you know? Yeah, picture like, didn't have, I don't want to go talking to some guy who doesn't have any fucking dinars in his closet, okay? <laughs> like, don't. Yeah. Well, also, like, if anyone's interested in this, it, it's... I find it extremely depressing, but it is kind of interesting. You can go on YouTube and type in dinar unboxing and you will find people opening their freshly ordered dinars on Oof. the camera. And uh, yeah, man, it's grim. It's really grim. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> also, because like they're always, this, it's, I mean, I mean, they have different denominations, but it's funny because like unboxing videos tend to be like, you're unboxing like a different thing. Like, oh, I'm unboxing the CJ30 Bluetooth speaker or whatever. These guys are just like, oh, we're unboxing the Dinars, and there, there they are. Those are the ones. Right. You guys know what That's they look what they like. Look like. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, join me for more unboxing videos. We're gonna unbox more Dinars next week. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's very strange, but yeah. So like, the w- the way that they sort of keep themselves hooked in this scam is that. They follow like very minute details of Iraqi politics, and so they'll like there'll be some like infrastructure program, and, and they'll be like, "This is it. It's gonna happen." You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like just Man, some like I hope oh, this is we, a long the- con to maybe like spur foreign interest in like <laughs> rebuilding Iraq. <laughs> maybe. Like, like yeah, there's just I oddly enough just some like weird ass like off the grid doomsday prepper in montana who's just like man i really wish they could make the second election to the iraq city council so they could move forward with the addendum you know like and he just has like a a, a an in-game positive uh you know interest in iraqi politics it's so interesting because it's like these people are now obsessed with iraqi politics but they love america and i don't understand how you can have both of those things in your mind like yeah if you know anything about the situation in iraq and like you aren't completely uh like tied to america you realize that like the reason it all sucks is because of us like yeah yeah (laughs) there there has to be a very big level of just like intentional brain fog if you can keep both of those things up but you know again growing up in a military family like it was very easy like my parents are you know they're intelligent people but like they definitely looked at military intervention in places like that. You know, they were like, Hey, don't worry. Like, and I, I got the speech as a little kid, like why they were going off to war and shit. It would be like, you know, we're going over there to help. And I yeah. genuinely felt they believe that it's not that hard to like, like people, I, don't, I, I guess it's just not that hard to get in that headspace. Like there's people out there who really think that the, America's presence somewhere is like just all at, you know, uh, net good. Like at the end of the day, it's going to be sure. good. It might be some hiccups, but you know, at the end of the day, they're going to get a McDonald's. So, you know, <laughs> all's well that ends well. And that's like, 
way more people out there than you would think, and it's way easier for people to start thinking that way, I think, than a lot of people give people credit for. Sure, and, and I mean, people hold contradictory beliefs all the time. Like, everybody yeah. does. So, I yeah, it, it's just like, if you really research to the point of minutia in Iraq yeah. with the brain that America is a positive force... Like, how much research are you really doing? <laughs> yeah, 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 no, that's, that's for you. all those guys like, hey, just do the research. It's like whatever level of, whatever level of research they did, that's the amount. Like, right, exactly. Don't look any further up the chain of, like, why yeah. things are the way they are. I do the research, I mean, find one guy that agrees with you and, you know, clip the, the, the link to his video so you can share it to other people. Right, and he's clearly going to be a guy talking on YouTube in his car. That's what it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you can record videos elsewhere? That's weird. I don't even know that. Like, <laughs> I thought they had to be done in the car. Like a <laughs> so um, I want to talk about two examples of people who've been arrested for this and like what happened. Um, Cause there are, there is like some level of prosecution for it, but it's such a widespread scam. And it's so like, like the people who have been scammed are so committed to the scam still that it's like very hard to bring uh criminal yeah. charges against these people in a lot of in a lot of situations they're, so. they're probably like like cutting for the guy that got arrested they're like no you know like, it's like that's like their their dinar boy like let him go he needs to make my, my dinar worth money right and i think you're right with what you said before where it's like the fact that these people keep getting arrested they're just like that just means they don't want us to know about this great deal that's yeah, why yeah 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 they're try, just trying to silence my voice yeah they don't want you making money off the uh, yeah the, oh god so um, I'm going to talk about uh, this first guy. His name is Joshua Hansen uh, of Logan, Utah. He was sentenced to two years in prison uh, in 2006 for. Is it Josh Hansen from Logan, Utah? Yeah. Yeah, that's honestly just Josh Hansen and Logan. It sounds like three dudes. Like this <laughs> would be involved in this shit. <laughs> yeah, those are all just names of guys who. Yeah, Josh Hansen, Logan, and, U- and Utah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, he swindled 46 investors out of $1.8 million. And this is, like, a relatively small one. Um, yeah. But his his case is kind of interesting because he he had a little bit of a different spin on it. Um, he was selling um, investments in Iraqi dinars rather than dinars themselves. So he had, like, he basically was going around uh, from 2009 to 2016 telling people that he had special security clearances uh, to invest in dinar and oil contracts uh, with various foreign governments and oil companies. So he basically just played the part of like a, an elite sort of government contractor. And he yeah. was like, you know, I'm an insider. I'm going to help yeah. you. Yeah. Damn, man. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. I'm, I'm one of the guys over there rebuilding the country. Like take it from me. I, I, I man. Right. So um, he, he, yeah, he said he was like, you know, traveling around the world on military planes, meeting with people who who owned lots of dinar uh, to make deals with them. And uh, the government was like, you know, in on the, like the SEC was all down with it. It's all legit. Uh, but uh, yeah, so he he claimed to have like a, bu- a bunch more money than he actually did. Uh, and, you know, that he was very important and all this stuff. Um, when in reality, you know, all he had was the money that people gave him to invest in this shit that he was using to pay for his life. Like that's, yeah. that's it. <laughs> just a classic, classic con man. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just a real bread and butter guy, which like $1.8 million, 2009 to 2016, 
he only got two years. That to me is like worth like worth it. Like he's Matt, probably fine fact, with yeah, that. If anybody out there wants to do that right now, DM me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't seem bad, you know. No, like, no, not him. at all, not at all. Kind <laughs> of a fair like, trade. I'm actively seeking that out now. Like that's what's up. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so another recent case uh, was in 2018. Um, these people were uh, operating a, a group called the Sterling Currency Group. Uh, they have some good bro names too. We got Tyson Rame, yes. sick name, sick yeah. name. <laughs> James Shaw, also a perfect like yeah. action movie name. Yeah, yeah, and James Shaw. He seems like like the the intellectual like uh, counterpart off to the initial badass. Right. Whatever his first name Ty- was. Ty- yeah. Tyson Rame is the muscle, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> James Shaw is the brain, and then the last yeah. guy, his name is Frank Bell, and to me, he's like the older guy who yes, is yeah. almost out of the game, but like showing them the ropes, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's in for one last score, you know? <laughs> yes. Exactly. This is time. I watched F9 last night, so I'm just like populating these characters at the end of that movie. Totally, totally. Yeah. They're there. So that's the three guys that ran this Sterling Currency Group. Um, uh, yeah, and, and Frank Bell, the one who we said was the older guy, he was the CEO. So yep. uh, the other two guys work for him. And they apparently grossed $600 million from yeah, boy. scams. So <laughs> they like, call him Frank Bell because his name, his name rings out in these streets. I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so like they really were wildly successful grifters. Yeah, six hundred million, man. What's what's the uh, what's the damage though? What what they hit them with? Well, uh, I they they actually haven't sentenced them yet, but I want to get through what they did. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, they are actually unfortunately still awaiting sentencing. Last I checked, um, okay. COVID, their sentencing got put off because of COVID, and then they have I don't think they've rescheduled a trial date yet. So, um, but they were convicted. They're just waiting for for okay. sentencing. But um. Yeah, so $600 million. Uh, and even like when I went on Amazon looking at dinar listings, there were listings that were like, I bought these dinars from Sterling Currency Group that has since gone out of business. They don't say why it went out of business. Yeah. They just said it had gone out of business. Well, what's crazy is if you buy dinars, like, 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 you know, like, I don't, and I don't know if this is good or bad, but if you, if you buy dinars, like, and the company that sold them to you goes out of business, that's technically still the currency of Iraq. You know, like, it's still the current, like, what did they even right. need to be there in the first place for, you know? Right. I mean, they they sort of broker, they get the dinars into your hands, and they... Uh, uh, um, yeah, of course, but I guess, like, all hope wouldn't be lost. Like No, if they, not exactly. Not for yeah. the people who invested. Absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. They still like, have what that they one in a million chance that this shit's going to pop off. Right. They don't, yeah, they, they're still fully convest, convict, con, convicted that this yeah. is going to happen. So, like... It doesn't matter to them that the person who got them the dinars is gone. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, their scheme was really all encompassing because, like, not only were they selling dinars to people, they also paid off a dinar guru, quote unquote guru, uh, to tell his fans in chat rooms, on conference calls, and on internet forums that uh, he had insider knowledge and that the revaluation was imminent. So. Oh, God damn. They were doing soft power, too. They were, you know. Yeah. That was like the, the dudes in the uh, in the the Dream World thing where they, they they try to pay YouTubers to be like I played the game and it was really fun. It's just like it, it right. just doesn't it it doesn't change. It's all it's, it's the same thing for every wacky dishonest industry. Wow. Yeah. So um, and again, unfortunately, we don't know what what they're going to be sentenced uh, as because uh, COVID yeah. made them uh, delay the the trial. But uh, they have been convicted. I imagine they will not get 
$600 million worth of sentence. I feel no. like they'll probably get off pretty easy because yeah. these people always seem to, but... I think James Shaw is going to pull some strings and they're going to get, like, you know, like they're going to get escorted there by guards and the guards can take their masks off and it's their friends. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> that's and then one of them's yeah. going to be Cardi B. Oh, spoiler yes. alert. But like, <laughs> that happens in F9. Party, I don't know Party Par- B is, is in the control room and they're like radioing her and she's yeah, like yeah. hacking into the system to get them released, for sure. Yeah, I don't know if she's been in previous Fast movies, but she's in that one. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> Out of they have like a long. I that makes me worry for Cardi B because um, I watched Fast Six a while ago. Yeah, and uh, uh, Rita Ora is in it, and I feel like that's like a very like ten years ago person to be in in a yeah. Fast and the Furious movie, and it's like Cardi <laughs> B's better than that. Like she deserves better than oh for Rita sure Ora cameo. You know for sure. Yeah, she's she's one of the random people they just wheel in where they have like like Dom gets out of some crazy situation, and it's because somebody out there really likes him and my girlfriend pointed out she's like why do all these people like him yeah everyone he encounters is like awestruck by him and he's really not that impressive of a person <laughs> <laughs> um well yeah like we're we're basically at the end of this uh at the end of this story but i i I'll just want to reiterate like this is so like people i think especially right-wing people who are um, kind of the the main target of this scam, they're like, every financial decision that is used to keep poor people poor in this country is defended by being like, we don't want inflation. We don't, inflation is the worst thing that could ever happen. And inflation, like, doesn't really seem to be tied to any particular economic uh, decision or, like, trend. Like, a growing economy is just as likely to be accompanied by inflation as a weakened economy. Like it's yeah. just a thing that happens. It it really doesn't seem like I think people think e- economics is like an exact science and it's like it's reading tea leaves. It's a made up thing. Like yeah. human beings invented it. There's it does not follow the laws of physics. You can't Yeah. I, I I'll every now and then I'll take a quick stroll down like like super in-depth Twitter accounts that talk about like market you know risings and fluctuations and they'll have these like complex graph pictures on there and like you can sense a bull coming in on this way and like i'm sure this person isn't like completely clueless but i there's just something i can't shake where i'm like do they even actually know what the hell they're talking about like it's well i don't know it's it's a very yeah it feels very made up yeah i mean like it's a human system you can study it i I, it's not like economists are all lying but it, it it's not a it does not follow like hard and fast laws like the the state of an economy. So um, that's just something that I want to make clear. Like the the article I read says the fallacy that dinar dealers are relying on is that a growing economy will result in a stronger currency. That is not always the case. As the recent examples of Venezuela, Turkey, and Mexico show, a growing economy is as likely to be accompanied by an inflating currency as not. Yeah. Uh, and the thing about Iraq too uh, is that. If your currency goes up in value, that makes all of your government spending and paying off the debts of that government spending much more expensive. So you, yeah. the idea that the de- they would be like, the dinar is suddenly worth more, like that would hurt them. That's not good for Iraq. And to put a button on this whole story, uh, at the end of 2020, Iraq's central bank did revalue the dinar 
and they decreased the value by 20%. <laughs> so Ooh. that's got to hurt if you got all your yeah. money in dinars. Uh, there, yeah, there was a big oil price crash during the pandemic, and it fucked up Iraq's economy, and so they devalued the dinar. So it's like, yeah, this uh, this long-awaited event, it finally happened, and it fucked you, man. Yeah. It made shit worse. <laughs> oh, man, that's... that's Damn, that, and, and that's crazy. It's it's like it's still like that. There's still like the the I would say the majority of people caught up in this in this scam are still somebody who thinks that this is the most like the most viable way to to you know stability or or to economic um, you know like well being is to to make these like crazy investments and let the market run free and let these like you know like power players you know take your money and flip it for you and instead of just like being like well, no, why don't we just invest this shit in ourselves and uh that would still seem like a crazier idea to them it feels like right like this is this is essentially like playing the lottery like every yeah. dinar you get is a lotto ticket it's not like completely impossible that you would make money off it but it is extremely unlikely and it is sold to people as a sure thing yeah and then you get into the sort of psychological sunk cost fallacy and you go online and there are all these communities that want you to be a part of it. And so, like, I get how people get sucked in because it, it sucks to admit that you've made a mistake. Like, yeah. it's bad. <laughs> it doesn't feel good. So, yeah. Da yeah, yeah, man. man. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Well, I, I hope uh, – you know what? I mean – I don't know. I hope the the dinar goes up for these folks. I guess I'm like I, or I, I I hope I wish them the best. That's all I can say. Uh, yeah, I mean these people are just you know they're marks. Like they just got yeah. taken for a ride, and uh, and it's really depressing. And it's really depressing that it's tied to all of this other like awful misinformation that is like incredibly hard to uh, disabuse people of. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I can tell you this. If you're looking for an investment opportunity out there, if you somehow think that, yeah, the U.S. presence in the Middle East or pretty much anywhere for that matter can somehow be flipped and turned into an income stream for yourself. That is a wildly strange way of looking at the world. So I'll say that. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, if your country goes to war with another country and, you know, you're not, like, in charge of, like, a steel mill and you're just like, hmm, let's see, how can, I, how can I benefit off this? You're probably not going to be able to and back out. That's what I would say. <laughs> yeah. That's good advice. Um, yeah. So worth it. I think, like, again, financial crimes like these get very light prison sentences. So, like, you know, if you have no conscience, this is a decent way to go. Yeah. Um, worth it as far as an investment opportunity. I'm going to go with a big fat no. I'm going yeah, 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 to mad money yell, uh, yeah. sell, sell, sell on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. De definitely don't invest in this. But yeah, if you happen to be, I know we always address this. We're like, if you don't care about people do this. And I like to think that we have <laughs> um, a portion of our listeners out there who are like, oh yes, I'm the, I'm part of the sociopath crowd. And I, <laughs> right. I, <laughs> I'm just I listen to, to this podcast for ideas. For yeah. 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 So guys, this is a hot one for you. <laughs> yeah, this isn't bad. This is, uh, I mean, and especially if you, uh, you know, hate QAnon people and, and don't respect them and you're a total monster, this might be a, an all right way for you to make your way yeah. in the world. As yeah, long, yeah, as, he, yeah, as, long yeah. as the SEC doesn't catch on. So. Yeah, if you're scrambling to be a part of something. So this is, <laughs> they're, they're, on, they're <laughs> on the ropes. Those guys really pounce on them again. This is the time to, to work, at the, work the midsection. So. <laughs> But yeah, the rest of you uh, stay, yeah. stay far away. I'll say. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. 
Well, damn, Kat, that was really interesting. Thank you very much for sharing that with us today. Uh, guys, thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, this has been Lie, Cheat, and Steal. We talk about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters, different scam artist story. We do four a month, two of them for free. We do two on our Patreon. And that's that you can find us at patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. We've had a few new people sign up, so welcome aboard to y'all. And, uh, yeah, just give it a check. Listen, we have a bunch of back issues and, uh, you know, back catalog you can burn through and listen to. So uh, come and find us. Other than that, you can find me on Twitter at, at PZTX. That's P-E-E-Z-Y-T-X. And we're on Twitter with the podcast as at LCS Podcast. So come and find us. Kath, oh, you got anything for us? Um, yeah, so this episode is coming out July 10th, just uh, for, okay. for plugs, so you know. Um, Happy 10th, baby. I, ha- <laughs> I have a show on July 20th uh, at Gertie. If you live in Brooklyn, um, check my Twitter, Kath Barbadoro. I post dates on there. Um, I think I have some other stuff coming up in July, but I don't remember when it is, so keep an eye on my Twitter. Um, I also have another podcast called What a Time to Be Alive. Uh, we count down dumb news stories every week. We also have a Patreon for that. And uh, we just reached a, a terrible, terrible Patreon goal uh, in which we all had to do something called the Death Nut Challenge. Where I, I saw the, 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 twit, the tweet fallout of this from y'all. Oh, like, my God. Like, is it, what is that? <laughs> like, I guess so, I, should, I could go check it out. But <laughs> it, uh, so the Death Nut Challenge is, uh, as we, <laughs> we have jokingly explained it, uh, on the podcast several times. It is a series of nuts increasing in, in heat. There are like 12 to 15 nuts and uh, every level, there are five levels and every level gets spicier and you have to eat them, chew them for 10 seconds and then wait 30 seconds before moving to the next level. And the final level is a peanut sprayed with pure capsaicin crystals. And um, I was literally fucked up for like, 36 hours after like i couldn't do it i was it was a nightmare but according to our view our our listeners slash viewers it was a very funny video to watch so if that sounds entertaining to you (laughs) sign up for our patreon (laughs) there's also a very exciting twist ending that i won't spoil so okay uh, if you're if you're curious it is it is a fun watch um, yeah, 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 can't we'll, recommend yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, shit. Yeah, guys, check that out if you want to see uh, Kath and uh, Kath and Eli and Patty just in pain. I guess you know, go yeah, go look at that. And uh, yeah, guys. Well, uh, that that being said, uh, thanks for tuning in. Like I said, go find us out there online. But uh, you know, above all, be safe out there today, guys. Have a fun Fourth of July weekend. Uh, you know, party for party with the uh, idea of the country as you want it to be in your hearts, not exactly where it is. And I, I, you'll probably have a better time. So, I agree with all of that, except put it in past tense, because this won't come out until a week oh, after. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> guys, yes. Well, I'm talking about for next year. Get ready, yes. okay? Because okay. it's going <laughs> to get even worse. Anyways, yeah, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Be safe. Uh, and above all, don't get caught. Don't get caught. See you next time. Bye.